A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. An Erio's original. Before we get started, let's just take a hot second to pause and rate, subscribe, and review this podcast. You know, this really helps us get the word out and make more episodes. So if you love it, give us a five-star review. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it over here. I was born with a special gift, the ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. everyone. Thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we discuss history's greatest disasters and figure out who's to blame. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the Alcatraz jailbreak. Now, I actually have been to Alcatraz in my uh, trip to San Francisco. My husband and I took a very romantic trip to the prison and it was raining. It was cold. It was kind of scary. And we left and promptly went to a bar afterward. <laughs> because it, it, it's, a, it's a weird place. It's a weird place. And you have to take a boat there. It's a whole thing. Anyway, um, in uh, during this trip, they, they give you a little tour of the cells. And I was, of course, fascinated by this jailbreak. And so excited when our guest recommended that we do it. So let's get started. 
On June 11, 1962, inmates Frank Morris and brothers John and Clarence Anglin escaped from the Alcatraz Federal Penitentiary, a maximum security facility located on an island in San Francisco Bay. The three inmates shimmied through a hole they chiseled through the wall by using a makeshift metal spoon and a drill improvised from the motor of a stolen vacuum cleaner. As they chipped away at the wall, their progress was concealed by false walls, which in the dark recess of the cells fooled the guards. To mask their escape, they placed in their bunks realistic-looking dummy heads they'd made out of paper mache and human hair from the prison barber. With the hole, they gained access to a corridor which ran behind their cells and reached the top of the prison, climbing three stories. They then ran across the roof and climbed down a pipe. Morris and the Anglin brothers then left the island on a makeshift raft. It remains unknown what happened to them after entering San Francisco Bay. Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats Alcatraz Prison was known as The Rock and was said to be inescapable. As we all know on this podcast, saying that is like begging for someone to escape. The Rock housed some of the country's most notorious criminals such as Al Capone, George Machine Gun Kelly, and Robert Stroud, the Birdman of Alcatraz. 1,576 inmates did time on The Rock from 1934 until 1963. The escapees spent many weeks constructing an improvised inflatable raft and life vests from more than 50 prison coats, all stolen. Frank Morris was in and out of jail since the age of 13 for charges ranging from armed robbery to narcotics and grand larceny. He was transferred to Alcatraz in January 20, 1960. His IQ was set to be 133, bordering on genius. The Anglin brothers were also non-violent offenders, just repeat bank robbers who claimed to have used a toy gun just once in one of their holdups. The escape was not discovered until the morning of June 12, 1962, due to the successful dummy head trick. Of the 36 inmates who staged 14 escape attempts over the 29 years that Alcatraz served as a federal prison, 23 were recaptured, six were shot and killed, two drowned, and five, three being Morris and the Anglins, and the other two being Theodore Cole and Ralph Rowe, are listed as missing and presumed drowned. And that's all you need to know about the Alcatraz jailbreak, right? <laughs> yeah, right. There's more to talk about, people. And with us today, we have a guest that I'm so excited to talk jailbreak, to talk conspiracy, to talk disaster with Melissa Stetton, co-host of the Web Crawlers podcast on Erios. Hello, it's great to be here today. <laughs> now, what I what I, I I'm definitely not worried about is the amount of anxiety that we have in the room. Am I right? It's I I can't I can't even I'm just I need to leave right now. I got to get out of here. This is intense. <laughs> now, Melissa, you are prone to go down rabbit holes on the internet. It's uh, it's a problem. Now, tell me more about this because I I do the same thing. Yeah, I feel like our podcasts are very similar and that there are so many details to find out about things that you can't stop. No. Once I start, I can't stop and that's why we created web crawlers because <laughs> I need something to like talk about all this so I can finally like put it to rest like okay I got to the bottom of that 
I can move on. Yeah. But yeah. It's rabbit holes are my life. Well, tell our listeners about web crawlers because I feel like they will really enjoy this podcast. Well, it's a podcast about all sorts of unsolved mysteries, mm. hauntings, missing people, all sorts of weird things that happen. True crime, murders. Yes. They did. They just did one on the a killer uh, in Brazil who yeah, TV yeah, show host who yeah. started killing people to get higher ratings for his live crime show now that's crazy yeah we just did one about corporate cults as mm-hmm, well which i loved yeah i told Ex- a story about how i was a scientologist for a month <laughs> i just liked it you know i had to know what it was all about like i just gotta <laughs> why not right everyone's done that right oh that's a rabbit hole you went down <laughs> i yeah dangerously <laughs> and i'm alive i do the same thing i have uh like woken up in the middle of the night with Judy Garland on my mind <laughs> at like 3 a.m. gone down like a two hour Judy Garland rabbit yeah. hole. Now that's a tragic yeah. figure. We should probably do that one as oh, well. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's it. But, you know, today we're talking Alcatraz. I love a prison break. <laughs> I love it. Now, I, I don't know much about prisons. You've uh, never been to prison? No. Oh. Uh, only uh, only as a, a visitor. Right, right. <laughs> only on vacation. <laughs> yeah. I've never been to Alcatraz. I would love to go. It's cold. It's a cold place. Cold, like, emotionally and physically. Probably. Yes, right. both. Um, but literally, it's 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 very cold. I find San Francisco to be particularly cold. You get, they got that wind. Yeah. It's the windy city, right? That's what they call it? Mm-hmm. Is okay. it? Yeah. Or is that Chicago? That's Chicago. Oh. <laughs> Cuz I'd be like, yeah. Great. It is cold. They got a cold front. It's cold and yeah. they also have like the the dew like it's just always raining. Oh, get out of here. Um, Frizzy hair. Fr- it's not cute. <laughs> no. <laughs> and those prisoners, boy, they were not cute. It must have been so cold to be a prisoner in Alcatraz cuz it's not like they had indoor heating. No. Right? They don't care about the prisoners. It's They're... the 30s. Oh, they didn't have heat back in the 30s. Did they have heat back in the 30s? Th- Maria produ- <laughs> they had heat back. Our, pro- <laughs> our producer Maria is going to get to the bottom. Of I think when- they had heat. <laughs> I think they had heat since they've had fire. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you're sa- So you're saying there was like a system of chimneys. It that was probably a, f- a fire stove it, yeah, situation. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. some sort of like coal burning maybe or a, oh, a yeah. wood burning. That um, would work. Yeah, that would all work. But I'll, I'll, I'm going to look it up and I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> look, it, it's safe to say they didn't have our nice, a, a nice HVAC. No, it was system. cold. No, it was freezing. <laughs> so what these guys were going through yeah, it was, was rough. rough. Yeah, they put all like the worst criminals on the West Coast. They all sent them to Alcatraz. Exactly. And if you were prone to break out of the other prisons, you got put in Alcatraz. Bye bye. And and it was smart, right? So Alcatraz like started off as a military prison, right? And they used to put war criminals, I mm-hmm. guess, in this prison mm-hmm. because it's it's an obvious place to put them. Yeah, there's wa- there's cold water all yeah. around. It's an island. Yep, great place. <laughs> Sounds nice. They're not actually. going anywhere. No. Um. So it's also like one of those places where you can't build uh, a plumbing system. Like you can't, it, it's really hard to build on that island. Oh. Because it's it's actual rock. Oh, right. 
it was just a complicated. Yeah, it's all rock. Feet. That's why it's called the rock. <laughs> okay, I get it now. <laughs> let's start the conversation about what these guys and and let's be clear. What is it that we're blaming here? Right? Who's to blame? Right. For the actual prison escape. Yes. Right? So yes. who let this happen? How did this happen? There's so many people to blame here. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I feel like you're... I you, got some you have, ideas. You've got some ideas. Yeah, I got some ideas. Okay. I think we can start off by blaming something that to me is is the most obvious. The Alcatraz Music Hour. Yes. <laughs> Those accordions. Yes. So what happened was they had recently implemented loosening of the stringent rules in mm-hmm. Alcatraz. So this is 62, the year before it closes. And they had this Alcatraz, what they called the Alcatraz Music Hour, where they would, you know, play the accordions and other instruments. And it was really, really loud. And they believed that that was when the three, well, I should say four inmates, uh it was actually four inmates, would do most of their drilling. Yeah, of course. (laughs) They're like drumming on things and they're just like... You got a chisel and a hammer, and they're just like, and everyone's like, I don't know. How does an accordion playing the Who was playing the instrument? Yeah, who had the accordion? I thought it was like maybe maybe a few select prisoners got to play for the rest. Yeah, I think so. But everyone was drumming, though. You could drum. I mean, what what are we doing? You could tap dance. You could tap dance. Could you really? On cement, we probably would not travel very far. Yeah, they're allowed to make so much noise. We can put Alcatraz Music Hour because that is a big player. And someone I'm dying to put up on the board is this warden. Oh, my God. The warden. <laughs> oh, so this guy. This guy. His name is Olin G. Blackwell. Olin. So Olin is the fourth and final warden of Alcatraz. Mm-hmm. So he shut that place down. Yeah. And at the time of the escape, this guy, Olin, was on vacation in Lake Berryessa in Napa County, and he didn't believe that the men could have survived the water, so he's just like, eh, they're fine. Eh, whatever. <laughs> this guy, uh, Blackwell, served in its most difficult time from 1961 to 1963, so two years. That's uh, it? That's it. It was mm. right when it was facing closure. And it was the the prison was totally decaying, and it had so he didn't even care really. No, it, it just like, had a, like financial. It was like a a a lost cause essentially. Yeah, so he didn't wasn't really like. No, I believe in 1959 they were like, oh, let's let's make some repairs because the prison is like literally falling apart. Well, yeah, and you're on an island. You know how much you have to repair boats. Yeah, you have a boat. All that salt damage and also like <laughs> how slow it must have gone yeah and so i i was just re- i i just remember that there were people who actually lived there oh it was families of yeah some of the inmates it was like no right i thought it was families of the uh oh, family guards, sorry right? <laughs> that's what i meant <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like the anglin brothers ma no yeah no. family of the guards <laughs> that's what i meant <laughs> yeah so the the fam- imagine that was your life in this cold, concrete... They don't have a 7-Eleven on that island, do they? No, they don't have much. May I ask how long of a boat ride it is from Alcatraz to San Francisco? From what I recall, it was like a half-hour boat ride. Okay, so it's oh, not... It's kind of far. But you can see Alcatraz from... From the bay, yeah. 
Yes. You can see it. It feels very close and yet so far. Right, right. 15 minutes. Okay, there you go. Oh, Felt okay. like a lifetime. I also have motion sickness, so. Ooh, not good. I was probably. <laughs> Just barfing the whole time. Yeah. I try to stay like, you know how everyone gets on a boat and they're like, they go to the edges and they're yes. like, ah! yes. I'm like as close to the center. If I could be driving the boat, it would be best. Yep. Got to be. I got to be in the passenger seat. If I'm in a car, I can't be in the back seat. No, yeah. No. Are you, do you also have motion sickness? I started getting it recently. Why is that? I don't know. Like, I hate roller coasters now. What? Uh, me too. I, I wasn't like this always. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> do you guys take Dramamine or anything? No, because it makes you so tired. Yeah, I've never taken that. I've I just power through. And what was the effect? I think it worked. <laughs> I enjoy being tired, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I like to party till I pass out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why you do so much cocaine. <laughs> no, guys, come on. Just kidding. We don't do cocaine, don't do cocaine here. Come on. Or do we? <laughs> no, we're a drug-free zone. There's too many risks. <laughs> I, I've never done drugs because I have too much anxiety about, oh. about taking drugs. That's You've and never that's even the truth. Taken like a, you would take. I've never even smoked downers. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, it's it it it's it. it you could run a, for president. I think yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't because I was born in Puerto Rico. Well, so well. No, that's thank a, you for bringing that's it up, a Melissa. U.S. territory. Yeah, but uh, that's the one thing you can't do is be president. What the? <laughs> is that true? Yeah, I'm. I that's what I've been told all my life. Damn. Um, by who? <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't by but, white politicians just remember, no, just kidding, remember no, rebecca you can't run for president no that's the whole thing where you're 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 if you're born in puerto rico you're a u.s citizen uh-huh. but you can't run for president and now i'm like second guessing myself but we digress this warden <laughs> this guy doesn't know what's going on i'll tell you what he was probably doing drugs oh my god he what he was in napa he, well, he, he was, was definitely a, drinking. He was on a wine tour. Yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> he like, yeah, it's limo. fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Wasn't spitting out the wine. But seriously, though, he... Okay, so he's got this prison. It's It's got financial problems. And I forgot what we were talking... Oh, 1959. They were going to do some repairs. And right. they were like, you know what? It's a lost cause. So yeah. they didn't. <laughs> so then well, he comes in yeah. in 61. It's, you know, that it's a, a real shit sense. show. You know, so when the escape happens, okay, Blackwell was considered to have been the least strict warden in Alcatraz. Clearly. Perhaps in part due to having been a heavy drinker and a smoker. Uh huh. Nicknamed Gypsy is what I found online. (laughs) This is according to Wikipedia. Nicknamed Gypsy and known as Blackie to his friends. Okay. I guess because of Blackwell. Blackwell, yeah. Um, and he was said to have been an excellent marksman, so a good shooter, okay. who had earlier served as associate warden of Lewis- Lewisburg Federal Penitentiary. Okay. Did I say that right again? Penitentiary. Penitentiary. And you can run for president. I, are you sure about I'm that? I'm positive. Yeah, because you're, natural, you're a natural-born U.S. citizen. Anyone born in Puerto Rico can relocate 
relocate to any part of the U.S. freely and at will in the same way that someone born in New York could move to Pennsylvania. So if you're born in Puerto Rico, you could, you know, move to yeah, Connecticut. Yeah. And therefore, it's like you're a natural born citizen. Are we sure about that? Because you're telling me that my entire life, I didn't run for president because... <laughs> we got to start now. You guys want to cancel this podcast? Should I announce... The, uh, some fundraisers the requirement is that you be born in a U.S. territory. The territory does not have to be a state. Okay. So okay. I think you're good to go. I, I uh, yeah. After we'll start your campaign after we after we wrap. Well, wow. I mean, let's let's make this my official um, announcement. <laughs> wow, I'll be your campaign manager. Oh my god, yeah. I love it, Maria. Will you? Will I'll you be, be vice. vice? Yeah, I'll be vice. Wow, watch out though. Wow. I might come gunning for your uh, your position. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh boy i'm the oh vice i'm the vice president you can't trust oh Ooh. no maria wow. that's like just it. who i, I am. like well, it. Who I can am. i retract my uh <laughs> no my offer <laughs> no <laughs> this is terrible <laughs> um <laughs> so this warden come on he's okay so he's just a lax lazy warden who's allowing all this music allowing yeah. all this slack Slackativity. <laughs> Slackativity. Love it. Can I say something else about the warden? Please. When the two brothers were transferred from Kansas to Alcatraz, uh-huh. they were transferred because they esca- uh, attempted to escape prison. So they're like, right. we'll send them to Alcatraz. So they were sent together, placed in adjacent cells. The I two mean, brothers. Why would you do that? And it said specifically in their files, do not let these two be near each other because they will plot to escape. And so the the warden just ignored that. Or didn't read it. Or didn't read it. Yeah. So they were placed right across from each other. Those kind of human errors that are based off of laziness are the most terrifying to me. So that's a huge mistake on his part. Yeah. Well, he's on the board. He is on the board. I want to put the guards up on the board as well. Oh, sure. Because... Behind, okay, so behind every cell, just to give mm-hmm. everyone a, a picture, was this co- uh, like a common unguarded utility cord- corridor. Right, like none of the cells touch the outside walls, which exactly. is smart design. Now, that's smart design, I guess, because of the plumbing, right? right? Because you can't dig because it's rock. Right. So you have to put it in the walls. Right. But what that created was this shield for the and and also ladder for them they climbed up the oh, pipe yeah. all the way up oh right so and and they would practice this yeah they did it for months yes <laughs> like this <laughs> obstacle course it was like they were on a <laughs> I can't, I can't <laughs> that dumb nickelodeon show oh oh um uh, oh you ca- uh, uh, family uh no nope. uh, with the with the splat guts, guts. oh guts. global guts when they were climbing the aggro crag, mm-hmm. which is made of rock. So th- so this is what's happening behind the cells, right? Inside the building. And they also set up this like secret workshop. Yeah. Where they were <laughs> building this raft all night long. Oh, God. And uh, I believe sometimes during the day. It was like this area that wasn't used. And one of them, I think it was the fourth inmate who didn't escape, who we'll get to in a yeah. second. He convinced uh, the the guards that they should put up a curtain to 
while he was oh, working right. up there. I just read about this. Okay, so okay, he he gets sent up there to like for cleaning duties right. or something. He's painting something. Something. I don't know. While he's up there, he like brushed off of the side and some like dust fell on the ground That's and they're what like he did. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, it's dust. You you know, it, it's too messy. Stop doing that." And he's like, "Well, Here's a good solution. If we put a, a curtain, put a sheet covering the whole area, <laughs> then you guys won't get dust. And they're like, you know what? We yes, everyone is just dumb. <laughs> everyone is so dumb. What? So they allowed this. Yeah, the guards allowed this. And on top of that, they the, the what they used to construct the raft mm-hmm. and the the safety life preservers, life preservers were. 50 raincoats, like more than 50 raincoats. And they were all stolen and gathered from around. Yeah. And that was to me like, how did they have so many raincoats? But it makes sense. Well, yeah, it's it's rainy. It's rainy. (laughs) And apparently, per some prisoner interview in a book called Al Capone Does My Shirts, (laughs) which is actually a fictional book, but they do... Uh, interviews with real people who lived in Alcatraz. Okay. If you wanted something contraband, you could get it. Raincoats were common on the rock, even on the... This is PBS now. Raincoats were common on the rock, even on sunny days. The joke on Alcatraz was that the birds were better shots than the guards, and the inmates would sometimes wear their olive green and rubberized raincoats out in the yard, take it off, and just have someone else pick it up. Huh. So these guys were... Literally, like, scouring the the outdoor, like, hangout section. Right. <laughs> the yard. Outdoor oh, it's called the prison section. yard. That's right. <laughs> you mean a yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's accurate. <laughs> and they were just, you know, like, if you took your coat out, they'd just, like, swoop in and right. just take it. Of right. course, they're, they're, you know, they're these two guys were known for robberies. Well, yeah. They had skills, mad well, yeah. skills. Also, they had a popular mechanics magazine. Oh, yes. They allowed, yes. they requested, who was it? Frank, I think, Frank Morris. He uh-huh. requested, uh, you can request like reading materials. He's like, oh, popular mechanics. And there was an article in there on how to build a fucking life preserver. <laughs> and normally the prison guards, they like clip out things that could be used. Like, right, right. Like how to build a bomb. Like how or, to escape you know. a prison or whatever. And they just didn't think to take that out lazy lazy they probably didn't even lazy. read it no they so were, they so he got the idea like oh i'll use all these life jackets to build this raft because of popular mechanics magazine should we blame popular mechanics magazine without it they probably couldn't have done it maybe why are they i think that falls under i think that falls under the prison guards are they the ones who yes, allow them it's to? True. They should have cut the yeah the magazine yeah, what article do you do? out. What are you okay, doing? so let's put the prison guards up because that's just crazy. Yeah. Oh, they're up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see the board; it's behind me, guys. <laughs> that's why I always should sit on the other side, but I always forget. <laughs> I'm I'm the opposite of Feng Shui. I like to have my back against the wall. <laughs> like, Your house is just everything just doesn't make sense. Yes. 
<laughs> Why? Because I don't trust. And you want to keep people on their it. toes. I get it. <laughs> it's not intuitive. No, it's not. <laughs> if you come to my house and you know exactly where my forks are, I'm like, you've nope. been here at night before. You've been creepy crawling. So we've got the guards up. Great. And the materials that we're used to, like, that's just a strike against the guards because, like, they also stole glue from the glove shop. So they, they you they know, stole, like, they had soap. They had everything. To make their little dummy heads. <laughs> yeah. Which are surprisingly really nice. They're very good. If you go online and you Google yeah. the dummy heads, yeah. they used real hair from yeah. the barber, barber shop. shop. Yeah, they just saved hair over time. Well, because they, some of the prisoners were assigned like duties, right? Right. And they were either in the laundry, in the tailor shop, the cobbler shop, the model shop. I don't know what that is. And the gardening. That's where all the hot models are. Yeah, yeah. The model. That's where they took the photos. <laughs> the modeling <laughs> The <picks>. photo studio. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the gardening and labor. So they had all sorts of tools. They had, you know, these four guys. He had a vacuum cleaner. That's how that was one of the drills. Why do you? Oh, right. Yeah. So it was a free for all. This (laughs) this prison. Were they even in cells? Like they were just roaming. They were, and they all had private cells. That was another. That made it very expensive. Oh, okay. Um, I guess at the time it was like for every prisoner, it was it 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 was like ten dollars a month or something to to. Or or ten dollars. I don't think it's ten dollars a day. That seems crazy. I wrote that down somewhere. Oh, okay, here it is. And nearly ten dollars per prisoner per day. Yeah, it's nineteen sixty three. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Well, there's food and there's you got to pay the guards. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. It's a- expensive as opposed to three dollars a day in Atlanta. Oh. Everything's cheaper in Atlanta, as we know in well, the San entertainment Francisco. business. <laughs> San Francisco is the most expensive city. Yeah. Although I don't think it was the most expensive city at the time. Was it because it was an island? And so you got to transport. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, I mean, everything's more expensive on an island. Yeah. A lot of boat fees. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, so, so far what we have are is the Alcatraz Music Hour, the Warden, Blackwell, and the prison guards just in general. Now, I want to talk about Whoever refortified this Alcatraz. I was going to say whoever built yes. and designed and whatever materials they used. Yes. We're not, we're poor. It was just a bad idea. Yeah. It was a bad idea. I mean, it was a good idea in concept, but then they didn't take it any further. Again, laziness. It's all laziness. We I need to put human laziness up on the board. the laziest prison. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so it's a small island with facilities for a lighthouse, a a military fortification, a military prison, and then later a federal prison. Because of its isolation from the outside by the cold, strong, tremendous currents of the waters of San San Francisco Bay, Alcatraz was used to house soldiers who were guilty of crimes. Oh, so this was when it was used as a military prison. Right. In uh, as early as 1859. By 1861, the fort was the military prison for the Department of the Pacific and housed Civil War prisoners as early as that year. Okay, so the island becomes a a prison in a federal prison in August of 1934. And Alcatraz was designed to hold prisoners who continuously caused trouble. As we know, a $260,000 fund was spent trying to modernize and improve it. That doesn't seem like a lot of money. Well, well back this then, is in 1934. Yeah, that is a lot what of is money. The, is there a way to find out how much 260000 like what's the equivalent? Yeah. Right now? That's probably... Maybe like a mil? I'm going to say two million. Two mil? Yeah, so whoever <laughs> built the prison, I, I mean, it's... In theory, it's a great idea because the cells don't touch the outside walls. You got to dig through two things to get through. But where they were digging through, all the pipes were. Right. Uh, How much is it, Maria? Adjusted for inflation, $260,000 in 1934 is equal to $4,948,528. Holy Holy smokes. That's plenty of money. Okay, that's plenty of money. To refurbish this prison. And this is the problem. So the... Uh, building structural deterioration from exposure to salt spray. Yeah. So that was the big problem. Yeah. Because of that, because it was just, you know, it had salt water saturation, it was going to need $5 million to fix it. Yeah. After. So this was in 1959 when they were like, let's do some repairs. I'm sorry, it was in 1958. Major repairs began. But in 61, the engineers evaluated the prison and said it was a lost cause. Well, yeah, at this point, they haven't been keeping it up. (laughs) No, it's a half century of saltwater saturation. Yeah. And the building's eroding. Yes. So what what happened, and this is important, so the saltwater saturation caused the cement walls inside the prison 
to actually crumble oh, like easier. Well, there you go. You can <laughs> dig it out with a spoon. And that's what they were using. It <laughs> that's was, what they were using. It's just like sand at that point. Yeah. That's why it was so easy. Yeah. Plus, you've got the music hour. Yep. Uh, so you can dig freely. Yep. And on the top or on the roof, I believe there was supposed to be a tower, like a, a gun tower. Right. But there was no, no one was ever there. No one was there. I, I believe so. They just like, I, I believe that they had, they kept the raft up there and just like put a sheet over it. Because <laughs> no one ever went up there. It's <laughs> just crazy. like all these like escape materials up there. <laughs> so do you, do you feel like we should put the, just the ocean? <laughs> the ocean? Yeah. Salt. Or is it the plant, like poor future planning on whoever's. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the architect. The architect. Or not even the architect, but like the who who decided that it's a good idea to have a prison on an island yeah, in the middle? Yeah, whose idea was that? Who invented Alcatraz? Well, if you think about it, I guess it's, it's multiple people's right. idea because it was like 1850s. They were like, that's a good idea for a uh, military prison. Yeah. But I, I think for me, it's like the changeover when it goes from a military prison, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like, because you're assuming it's a transitional place right versus when they decide to make it a a a federal prison Mm -hmm. for the worst Mm -hmm. it's so like brazen it's so like cocky too to be like this is an an inescapable prison yep the head of the department of justice which is who would have which the attorney general who was in charge at the time when it got transferred over Uh was under fdr under Homer still Cummings. So he was the attorney general in 1933. So he approved it. I'm assume I'm assuming. But who's the architect that was like I can do this uh Cummings or what's his name? Uh Frank Lloyd Wright. <laughs> <laughs> who's the guy who's like you got it, sir. I can I will do it for you. Aye aye, sir. <laughs> we will build an unscapable prison. And then just did a shitty job. Yeah. You mean back like in 1800s? Well, when it was re, uh, re- repurposed for a, I don't know. I might have to get in contact with San, <laughs> the San Francisco city uh, We're going to have to call <laughs> FBI.gov. <Yeah. laughs> but okay, so you want me to put up um, like refurbisher? Uh, or architect. <laughs> <laughs> it was the refurbisher <laughs> in the prison with the spoon. <laughs> yes, let's put the refurbisher up on the board. <laughs> I feel good about that. Please also put the salt water. <laughs> salt in general. Salt. Salt. Now, let's talk about this guy, Alan Clayton West. He's the fourth inmate, the guy who didn't make it out. This dummy. <laughs> He's he w- dumb. He claims that he was the the mastermind. Well, sure. <laughs> I mean, after sure the fact, right? he was. He didn't have a 133 IQ like Frank Morris. He did not. So, you know, again, we have to remember these people like it, it's the, you know, 50s. They were probably just trying to get I, I don't know if they were trying to get by. I don't know why I'm like backing this guy up. I have no idea who I he mean, is. I mean, they were all criminals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they all did something terrible in their lives. So he gets sent to Alcatraz in 57 because of an unsuccessful escape attempt from a Florida facility. Okay. But they all four guys know each other from a prison in Atlanta. Oh, uh, and they're all like near each other. 
and they're the all prison. near each other. But West is there before all of them. Okay. So West says that he's the actual conspirator. And he wasn't able to escape with them because he couldn't get his ventilator grill unstuck to leave his cell in time. Yeah, because they used, like, they covered up the cell, the hole every night. Yeah. And he put his back to cover it up and, like, it, it stuck. Well, because it was falling off and so he used a little glue. Oh, come on. <laughs> You can't. And then oh. it got stuck. I mean, it was a lose-lose scenario for him because yeah. it was either get caught. If it yep. fell, he was going to get caught. Right. Or yep. glue it and pray. So he just didn't make it out in time nope. and they had to leave him. And he says that he was the guy with the idea because he began collecting several old saw blades and he, he had found them in the utility corridors. Okay. While cleaning. So, yes, he's the guy who was the cleaner. He's the guy who had the idea to put up the sheet and for them to work there at that night. That is pretty smart, actually. So, look, he doesn't have a 133 IQ, No, of but course. he knows what's going on. But he's got street smarts. Yeah, he's smart. And let's be honest, I'm nowhere near a 133 <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm like a I probably like a 60 IQ I don't know when do they <laughs> test you for your IQ when you're a kid I've never been tested okay well we have to go on testyouriq.com oh, or online ones. yeah 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 <laughs> it's not gonna be good for like in that, me that Seinfeld least. episode where George takes the IQ test but he gives it to Elaine oh. to take it and then that's you know, a bummer you guys remember that episode no I didn't watch that one <laughs> so is it possible for us to put Alan Clayton West up on the board? As responsible for... For how this he? happened and, and the disaster that it ended up being. Like, maybe if he was there? Yeah, I wonder if he was not participating, if this would have never happened. And also, if if he had joined them, maybe it would be have been a different story. Mm, but then okay. that brings into question, like... Did they make it? Did they? Uh, yeah, they're alive and well in Brazil. You guys didn't know <laughs> I, that? I knew you would think that. <laughs> of course they're alive. You think that? Yes. I don't think so. Really? I think they died. Yeah. Well, they found the raft. I know. On exactly. the shore. Well, but they also found like the the photos and all, all the stuff that they had I mean, taken it, with them. You know, when you're getting out of a raft, things fall out of your pocket. <laughs> Some people think they found footprints and there was a car missing. It's possible that they like ditched the raft and just swam to shore. Yeah. Also, a tide expert yes. said that at the time they escaped, the tide was very low and that would have been possible for them to swim across. I mean, all of those things are... And I trust Tide <laughs> experts. I also watched a documentary on PBS where they reconstructed the boat. Sure. And they timed it out when the tide would have been similar. And they had these three guys get on the boat and attempt it. And they did not make it. The whole thing was that they had to... First of all, they didn't go to the place where people thought the, the, I'm forgetting the name of what is commonly known as the, the, the spot where people thought they landed. Mm -hmm. um, but the, it was actually a different cove oh, okay. that they actually went to because the tide would have taken them that way. Right. And 
the the whole idea is that if they had gone past the Golden Gate Bridge underneath it, they would have been like spit out into the ocean right. and they were doomed. Yeah, you're doomed. But if they paddled, if while before they passed the Golden Gate Bridge, if they paddled to that shore, there's like a little cove area, then they would have, it's possible that they made it. But it's probable that they made it. <laughs> <laughs> These guys who did it, they failed. No. Yes, they no. did. It's it's unfortunate. And finally, we can put the most obvious thing we should put, which should have been the first one, is Sir Frank Morris and the actual Anglin brothers. Yeah. Well, yes. Right? Yes. I mean, they actually well, yeah, did they it. Actually Wouldn't it have happened it. without them? I mean, these guys had the had the skills like you said the the brothers were constantly escaping prison yeah they were just put together what that might have been the point where they stopped housing people who know each other in prisons like they don't do that anymore right uh i feel like they put people yeah. in separate prisons like if it's like commit, two sisters yeah, go to prison i, they they, I feel like them. they always split them up that's logical but they move yeah they move people around different prisons also because the point of prison Oh, I mean, there's. <laughs> I don't. Even, I don't want to even go there. But a part of it is, you know, being separated from your family, right? Right. So right. if you have your right your brother there, then mm-hmm. it's just like a you guys mm-hmm. are now hanging out in a new location. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're just hanging out, playing the accordion. <laughs> so okay, so we're putting those guys up on the board. Um, Morris was also like an expert at escaping prison it's what they called shotgun freedom he had a pattern of escape attempts attempts termed as shotgun freedom although he never used a shotgun but that's what led him to the rock and he was basically called an escape artist like that that's what was written on his file he's just like a bank robber and escape artist okay so yeah all right (laughs) so there (laughs) now A few other things that we can discuss before we start getting down to who's to blame. We can definitely talk about the prison system, right? Mm -hmm. Why was it so terrible that they wanted to escape? Well, I did read that a prisoner from like 1930 went crazy and chopped off his own hand. Because he was like, he was in solitary or something. People were just going crazy there. So maybe we do put, I I mean, let's put the Alcatraz uh, Federal Prison. Yeah. Also, have you seen Escape from Danamora? No. The show on Netflix where it's based oh, on a no, true story. Oh, no. Where the woman in the shop helped them escape. So maybe there was someone working in a shop in Alcatraz that we don't know about because they successfully helped them escape. On the inside. Yeah, it was uh, played by Patricia Arquette. She was the woman in the shop who was giving them tools, uh-huh. giving them like all sorts of things to help them escape. And if it happens in TV, if it, it happens could on TV, happen yes. in real life. <laughs> so maybe there's someone that we don't know about that was on the inside. Or I heard that there were people sending bribes. Bribes? Like outside people, like family of inmates sending bribes to the that prison I guards. Believe. That I believe. Of course. Yeah, that was That had happening. to be happening. Yeah. Look, we can throw it up. A, se- a-, a secret insider. An insider. A mole. A mole. Let's put the mole up. Uh, the mole. Remember that TV show, The Mole? Yeah, no. From the- <laughs> Maria does. <laughs> now, of course, we don't know if they lived or 
or died. We we have theories. There was a letter sent to the FBI back in like 2008 that was like, the, my 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 uncle was John Anglin. He survived. Here's a picture of him. Oh, so is that the same letter where the guy? Uh, it was a letter written by someone who said that I'm sick and I have cancer. Yeah, that's a different okay. letter. Yes, different letter. Yes. Different letter. Um, yes. Saying that if I, I'll do one year, but then yes. let me go. Yes. <laughs> To me, sounds like a reasonable request. Yeah. I think that was him. And there's like photos that people have that they're claiming that they're family members. They're like, no, they're alive and well. They're in Brazil. Also, the mom, the brother's mom, received on Mother's Day uh, flowers every single Mother's Day. Are you serious? Yes. From an unknown person, and some of them were signed by the brothers. Now, again, all of these things—it was a heavily publicized escape. So yeah. it's possible that you know people were pranking or you know hoaxing. I mean, that's a that's a weird prank. It's a it's a very mean prank. I guess if like someone was sending me flowers and was like, "Oh, I'm your cat that went missing ten years ago." <laughs> I would be, I would be, yeah, I'd be mad. <laughs> but another thing that I read online that it was one of this, you know, they speculated was that at the funeral, at the brother's funeral, there were two uh, like weirdly dressed women who didn't know, the fa- who the family didn't know who oh. went. And there's also another account of two men that no one knew crying heavily um, in front of the body and then leaving. Oh, yep. I read that, too. Did you read that? (laughs) It's them. I don't know. I I really do think they're dead. I do think they're dead. Because there there just would be more... Well, how old were they in 1960? Were they in their 30s? Yeah, there was uh, 36 and 31 and 32. Hey, if you're out there listening, give us a shout out. Let us know if you're still alive. What a good idea. Yeah. Seriously. John, Clarence, Frank... This is the kind of thing that will keep me up at night, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah. But I, that, and that's why I, I think I need to tell myself that they died. Oh, <laughs> but that's not fun. <laughs> they weren't murderers. They were bank robbers. No, I so know. So I'm like, I, I hope they kind of escaped. I do hope they escaped. I really do hope. In my daydreams, yeah. in my daydreams, I'll uh, wish for their escape. And in my <laughs> night dreams, I'll. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hope they died. <laughs> I need eight hours, baby. Yeah. I need eight hours. <laughs> okay, so let's start crossing people off the list. Okay. And, and for our listeners, Melissa, why don't you tell them uh, who we have up on the board? We've got the Alcatraz Music Hour. <laughs> We've got the dumbass warden, Olin G. Blackwell. Mm-hmm. We've got the prison guards. Mm-hmm. We've got human laziness in general. The federal prison system. The refurbisher. Oh, the, the, the building. Refurbisher. The building refurbisher. Salt. <laughs> Alan Clayton West, the fourth fourth guy. It's Frank Morris and the Anglin brothers. And then the mole. Oh, on, the, the secret mole that Melissa suspects. On CBS. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I is Maria. So I found this document. It's. A History of Alcatraz between 1847-1972, the historic resource study. And basically, it's talking about how all the changes that the the 
prison went through through all its right. things and it's got like all of the documents of people saying you should like in 1933 robert c bunge was a consulting engineer and he completed his report for the prison equipment research bureau in november 1933 so this was as it was changing over to become uh-huh. a prison and so in his report he's got all of these modifications that need to be that need to be done and they're just like one after the other it's like reinforcing these walls replace these doorways things prisoners can like if you don't do this prisoners are going to be able to do this now i just found this so i don't know if all of these were taken into account wow right and then they were giving all the security measures that would have to be done i did see that one of the security measures was like to put um like electric wire around and they were like oh we don't have money for that we'll just have dogs so I did see Dogs. that. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I'd have to do more research into this, but this just goes with kind of that refurbishment, right. like the, and I wonder if there's a better way to say that right. of like the building upkeeper. Yeah. Like the built, like the whoever signed off on the, on, the contract, whoever got the contractor. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who like was in that? charge of signing those bills. Right. Maybe you were, your instinct was right. To put the attorney general. Right, because they would, if it was a federal prison, it would have to go through. Yeah. Yeah, the attorney general in 1933, he even uh, selected James Johnston, the warden before Blackwell. So he appointed him. Okay, so let's let's put that guy. Wait, maybe it was an inside job. <laughs> Wait a minute. Also, I read that the uh, they only had what the ratio of guards to prisoners was only one to three. Apparently, that was low. There were only a thousand five hundred uh, something prisoners who went there the whole time. I think that it was oh. in the hundreds usually. Wow. I think the least it ever was was like two something, and the most was three hundred something. Wow. So it wasn't a lot. There weren't a lot of prisoners. Yeah, there's only um, four cells. Yeah. <laughs> Cell block D, the haunted one. <laughs> what's that? What's that from? Yeah. It's haunted. What's cell block? Oh, it is? Oh. Oh, I thought that was like. You were- Tell us about this ghost. Well, there's yeah, a lot cell of block ghosts. D. There's <laughs> these tourists went to visit Alcatraz and they took a picture of a ghost inside the cell. Now, th- someone online tweeted at us and said that we should blame the ghosts. Yes. <laughs> well, so, yeah, maybe the maybe ghost that, may- the ghost lulled the prison guards to sleep. And maybe the ghosts were tormenting the prisoners so much that they felt yeah, like they had like, to go. Yeah, they're like I got to get out of here. That's why that guy cut off his hand. Oh my god. He cut off he cut off his hand and then he asked someone else to cut off his other hand. That's why he cut off his hand because of the ghost? Well, I don't want to say, but, pro- <laughs> but probably, <laughs> allegedly. Okay, I, I'm. Let's add the ghost. The Find ghosts a, you know, made them last go nuts. Minute. Yeah, a last minute throw there on the board. There are so many ghosts in Alcatraz. <sighs> I there can't. was one that like plays a. Uh, maybe it's not a banjo, mandolin. Maybe that's why I was so freaked out when I went. In this document I'm reading, it's saying that Blackwell blamed the escape. Uh huh on the fact that the prison building was suffering from erosion and debilitation just a year before an engineer survey had disclosed that the buildings were dangerously deteriorating. Oh, so they didn't even tell the warden? No, well, the warden knew, but but I don't know what can the warden do. Not much. Yeah. But at that point, did he know that it was closing? No, he didn't know. uh, It closed in 63. So after. 
So after the escape, Blackwell says, from then on, there would be more frequent and more thorough inspection of the cells and that the prisoner's cell assignments would be rotated. Mayor George Christopher decided Mm -hmm. that San Francisco had had enough of the penitentiary. He wanted the prison closed. So... So I'm this is this is insight into that Blackwell knew of the deterioration. Uh-huh. He wasn't rotating the prisoners around either. That is so lazy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, and you can't like when the prison guards had to inspect him, they didn't see that there was like an outline of a hole. It's just poorly run and and it looks like it was had been poorly run uh for years now. Yeah. So it's almost like he's not only to blame for that, but perhaps all of the wardens. All of the, yeah, all the wardens before him. Yeah. Yeah, he, I don't, yeah, it probably I mean, wasn't his fault. He, he was could have like, made some changes, though. Yeah, he, he got there and he was like, guys, this place is falling apart. Prison, people are going to escape. I'm going to go to Napa. What and- is he doing going to Napa? No. <laughs> okay. On vacation. Well, okay. We this is going to be a tough one. So let's start crossing people off uh, the list. And again, just reminding: we're blaming for the disaster. How, how could this have happened? How did it happen? How did it happen? Now, I oh, and and we do want to put ghosts up on the board. So that's been added to the list. Yeah, ghosts very important. Oh, it's right there. Jesus. <laughs> I, uh, I swear I can read. Off the bat, is there something you just feel like, okay, let's take it out. This is not, this is not good. I'm just, I'm going to take out the federal prison system. Okay. It was it, specifically what ha- was happening at Alcatraz, I think. I, I agree with you. There are prisons that people can't escape. Um, and, I, and I'm not saying that the federal prison system isn't to blame for a lot of things. Oh, it's awful. But <laughs> for this particular one, I yeah, think. We can, yeah, yeah for this it's, one. It's not there. I also think we can take off the mole, the inside oh, mole. Man, the inside that one, hypothetical. That one mole. hurts me. <laughs> oh, I want there to be a mole. If I was ever, I could never work in any sort of like government position because I would be a mole. I'd be a whistleblower. <laughs> I would. I think ju- you're I exactly would, the kind of person we need. Oh, I would spill so many secrets. Don't trust me with anything. All right. So I'm really sorry, Melissa, but I think we're taking the mole off. Okay, fine. You know what? <sighs> I know. It's okay. hard. Whatever. Now, I think we could take off. This is going to be controversial. Okay. I think we can take off the prison guards. Wow. Before ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Maria. Um, and please explain Wait, let, why. Uh, well, I th- ew, it's either the prison guards or the warden. We have to take off one of those. Well, I'm I I feel very strongly about the warden. What we could do is put them to get clump them together. Yeah, because wh- one doesn't go without the other. That's true. So, like the the they're just following orders from the warden, but also the warden needs them to do their job, which they're not really doing very well. Okay, yes. So we're clumping just for everyone out there. We're clumping the warden and the prison guards together. That's okay. now okay. we're going to call it the prison employees. <laughs> <laughs> prison workers prison workers um uh, let's take off alan clayton west because like if you know i think frank morris with a 133 iq could have figured out that they needed to also hang a sheet up there yeah uh, but i do think that alan seems a little scrappy to me yeah <laughs> <laughs> and 
And, you know, it can't all just be brains. Sometimes you need a little bit of scrap. But I I will say that I I do think that England, the England brothers and Morris were experienced uh, escape artists. They were for sure. So I think they would have found a way with or without Mr. West. Yeah. So let's take West off the yeah. list. And I think that we can also take the music hour off the list. Yep, I think so too. I think it it helped. It couldn't have happened without the music hour, but the music hour was assigned by the warden. Right. Yeah, so, so that's the warden's problem. Exactly. So now we have the the prison workers, we have human laziness, ghost, refer the the refurbisher which is actually now we're taking the refurbisher off the the list because that we're placing be... it more on the attorney general. So take yeah, I think it's the Department off. of Justice. I think that might be the better way okay, because I okay. think they're in control. Okay. So, and I would at, say maybe take off salt because although the erosion <laughs> did help, I feel like it just probably sped up. That's escape. right. I feel like they would have event- yeah, they would have eventually. It might have took them longer. Yeah, I th- I'm with you. Yeah. I think we can take salt off and and <laughs> <laughs> it's been there long enough. Ghost is still up there. <laughs> I like just want to point out. <laughs> the ghost made them go crazy. Um, I I can't take the ghost off right now. So the last, we have uh, five things up on the board. We have the prison workers, human laziness, ghost, the the escapees. Uh, well, the, oh, sure. And, Department of Justice. And the Department of Justice. <sighs> now... I think we can finally take ghosts off. <laughs> okay, fine. You know, but I I don't okay. I don't think that okay. they're not part of the problem. They're not not. They're not problem. not. I think you're to- absolutely correct. But they're correct. not the main. They're not the main problem, problem and it's they're hard. They're a big part of it. It's just going to be really hard to prove that okay. one. Okay. Yeah, so. yeah, we need physical <laughs> evidence and you know what? It can be done. It can be done. Um and now I want to say that I want to take the England brothers and Frank Morris off. You and know what? I agree. Here's why. I think that if it wasn't them, it could have been someone it could else. Have, it w- yep. Because they weren't the first. I, there, were, I, there were attempted escapes. Many. Yes. And I will give them this. It was They were very thought out in the way they did it. Mm-hmm. And patient. I mean, God bless their patience. Yeah. I would. How do you dig a hole with a spoon for six months? <laughs> I can't do it. No. <laughs> but I, I do think that it would have been someone else. And yep. there were others. Yep. Okay. So right now we've got the prison workers, human laziness, Department of Justice. And this is where it gets really hard. Yeah, because these all kind of go together. Like he, laziness goes with the Department of Justice for not like checking yes. the work, double checking everything. And and then uh, the prison workers were just not enforcing anything. No. Now, it couldn't have happened if they didn't have access to all of the supplies. Correct. So, I think that human laziness is what's driving (laughs) the prison workers to not do their job correctly. Yes. So, and... The Department of Justice. Well, so I, I almost think let's take the prison workers off. What? 
I agree. Oh my god. I agree. What are you talking about, you guys? It's bigger than the prison workers, Maria. This is a It's an epidemic. It's an actual epidemic. It's not them. They are a product of the laziness. And it's a culture of laziness. Culture of laziness. But they're the ones that are there. I mean, if you want like the Department of Justice, yes, I get it. They're the top of the food chain, but it's like they're the ones that are actually there every day. The prison, the warden, and they the prison are. Guards. But this culture of laziness is uh, now easily to in court. What do you say? It's when when something when you can get it quickly, like the flu, or like you know, like <laughs> it's viral. A bummer. It's, it's contagious. <laughs> it's contagious. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it's it, it's something that needs to be nipped in the bud. I think it stemmed from the Department of Justice and just kind of trickled down into everyone not checking everyone else, not checking everyone else's work. That's true. So you're saying that it really falls more towards the Department of Justice. Actually, yeah. I think it does. They were not making sure that the prison guards and the warden were doing... Well, the warden's job was to... But they are hiring people to do that, right? So as the top of the food chain, you have to hire... You have to trust your employees. Yeah, and they were just hiring people willy-nilly. Fucking Olin just rolls in. Oh, I was I like, see. I'll be the warden. So you mm-hmm. think that they made some bad choices in the people that they hired, which is actually true. Yeah. <laughs> they did do some bad choices. From laziness. From laziness. Okay, so let's take the prison workers off, Maria. Wow. I know. She's upset. I am shocked up because yesterday when I was reading, I was like, oh, this warden, his fault. For sure. <laughs> and now my you whole see, life has changed. this is what happens. It's my whole tried life and true. changed. Wow. (laughs) So what are we going to do? Human laziness or Department of Justice? Oh. What what came first? Laziness or the Department of Justice? (laughs) The age old question. (laughs) And I should say it's it's culture of laziness. And the Department of of Justice. Um, So I feel like people were less lazy back in the 60s. Uh huh. So, <laughs> so the, the laziness was really more of a, an epidemic at Alcatraz, whereas at the Department of Justice, maybe they just were um, making bad choices. And as leaders, you it's all about the choices and it's all about the people you employ, right? Or shortcuts, saving money, saving money, saving cutting money. corners. Oh, my God. Not giving really them enough of a budget to yeah. do the repairs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Letting things fall through the cracks. Yep. Literally. Letting people fall, fall through, through the, the cracks. cracks. Literally. <laughs> my, uh, I think my decision has been made. Ghosts. <laughs> Salt. <laughs> Salty ghosts. Uh, um, no. Department of Justice. I think it's the Department of Justice. Yeah. Okay. So it's settled. Department of Justice. You're going to the alarmist jail. You're going down. How do you feel? I feel relieved. Uh-huh. I feel, you know, I had a completely different opinion before I came here. Uh-huh. And my whole life has been changed. And you know what? <laughs> the Department of Justice. Wow. Melissa. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, you know what? No. I'm never running for president. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I can, though. <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> this is going to come been up life in like changing. 20 years. <laughs> you know what's going to be hard is now living living our life now that the department of justice is in jail so <laughs> oh my god but wow. you know what our our that's not our problem 
No. You know, we are, we are here to blame and we're yeah. here to put the people that deserve to be put in the alarmist jail in yeah. jail. I'm just living my life, you know. Exactly. Taking it day by day. Thank you so much, Melissa, for going on this journey with it's me. It's great to be here. <laughs> and people, check out Web Crawlers. Yeah. Uh, you're going to really enjoy it. Yes, you will. All right. See you next time. Bye. After the jailbreak. According to FBI.gov, what happened next remains a mystery. Did they make it across the bay? Did they get to Angel Island and then cross Raccoon Strait into Marin County as planned? Or did the wind and waves get the better of them? Plenty of people have gone to great lengths to prove that the men could have survived. But the question remains, did they? For the 17 years that the FBI worked on the case, no credible evidence emerged to suggest the men were still alive, either in the U.S. or overseas. The FBI officially closed their case on December 31, 1979, and turned over responsibility to the U.S. Marshals Service, which continues to investigate in the unlikely event that the trio is still alive. The case file of the U.S. Marshals Service remains open and active. Morris and the Anglin brothers are still included in its wanted list. Vote for who you think is to blame by going to our website, www.thealarmistpodcast.com, and let us know your thoughts. Also, follow us on Instagram, at The Alarmist Podcast, and on Twitter, at AlarmistV. And feel free to email us with your thoughts and your comments and all of your feelings at thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time. Erios. Powered by ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.